Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 16 of The Weird Weird West. This page concludes chapter 6, The Research Shack, which finds our heroes, the Misfits, just killing it. They use diversions to sneak up to this research shack in the Crozar base. Ronda de la Cruz, Superball's human alter ego, picked a lock. They went inside, they rifled around in the drawers, and found documents explaining essentially the plot of this adventure, which is that the crows are planning on setting off something called a beta bomb at a specific point in the mountains. It's going to kill everybody in and around Dodge City, and the crows are themselves believe their only chance to be defeated is if the united forces of Genghis Khan, Napoleon, and Alexander the Great all team up to fight the rubber lizard menace. Then the Misfits, for extra credit, did some sweet 1980s hacking and got into the Crozar computer and learned that the Crozar have indeed teamed up with those six mysterious hooded figures that we saw earlier and inexplicably didn't follow up on. That was all in the computer room. However, there are more rooms in this research shack to explore, and that's what we're on to today, beginning with, quote, Mind Probe Chamber. This is where the Crozar store their mind probe, a device they use for interrogating captives. We're going to be seeing more of this room later, so no need to go over it here. Then, quote, Storage. This is a storage chamber for scientific apparatus and high-tech equipment. Almost all of the items stored here are completely useless to the heroes. The only item of note is a small portable neutron flux power generator, which might come in handy later in the adventure. Make sure you mention the generator. If the heroes don't take it now, they might decide to come back for it later. I don't really know how the judge is supposed to pull off this slick little bit of foreshadowing. It's like the players go into the storage room, which you would think would be a jackpot for, you know, treasure and useful items. And the judge is like, uh, this storage room is full of items that are of no real use to you, uh, including one neutron flux power generator. And the players are like, what's a neutron flux power generator? And the judge is like, it's just a thing. It's just, it's just one of the many things here. There's just a bunch of random items and a neutron flux power generator, you know. <laughs> and then the players are like, okay, well, do we have any use for an whatever it is? And the judge is like, no, I mean, you're not sure what a neutron power flux generator is, but there is one. It's like, okay, all right, judge, you're not slick. I, I think maybe I better take this since it's the only item in this storage room that has a name. It's probably important. Anyway, after our heroes have checked out these couple of additional rooms, things start to happen. Quote, troop arrival. After the heroes have been probing around in the research shack for a while, they begin to hear noise and commotion coming from out in the compound. If they look out the window, the heroes will see a mass of approximately 40 Crozar soldiers returning to the encampment from maneuvers. The soldiers bring along with them a ragtag group of captives and stragglers from various time periods that they encountered out on patrol. These prisoners will be interrogated and indoctrinated into the army to serve as slave troops. Now, the reason for this, clearly, is this is a, a little push from the author. Like, okay, you've seen everything there is to see. You've gotten all the clues. Now I'm going to double the number of rubber lizards here. Just kind of increase the lizard density to try to push the player characters out of the camp. Kind of a reverse osmosis situation. I'm just hoping that the level of lizard salinity here just pops you right out of the camp. And of course, the player characters are motivated to go as well because they now know that there are all these lives at stake. Everybody's going to get killed by the one and only Crozar beta bomb. 
This raises the question, and the author rightly foresees this. Why would we leave to go do other things when the whole point of this plot, it appears, is to combat a bomb that almost has to be like right where we are standing? It's like there's like seven buildings here. In one of them is the bomb that we're going to spend this entire adventure trying to stop. So why would we go wander around the fucking desert and like ride horses to Dodge City or whatever when we could just like search these buildings and find the bomb? Quote, it is possible that the heroes will want to try to scout around the Crozar camp and try to find the beta bomb so they can eliminate the device and prevent the deaths of 400,000 people. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that does seem possible now that you put it that way. Quote, in this case, remind them that moving about the camp is now very difficult due to the 40 additional troops that just arrived in the area. Even supposing that the heroes are able to find some sort of way to move about the base undetected, they will still be unable to find the beta bomb. The aliens have hidden the bomb very well for security reasons, and the heroes don't really even know what it looks like. That's true. Maybe instead of or in addition to the serial number in the documents, they should have included a little snapshot of the beta bomb, just so we're 100% clear on what we're talking about here. Now, the rest of this page goes on to say the heroes are going to have to make a decision and they're going to realize it's useless to hang around here with 90 soldiers just waiting to kill us. The only way to stop the crows are from using this bomb is to go convince Alexander the Great, Napoleon and Genghis Khan to all be friends and join together and marshal their forces to fight the rubber lizard people and prevent the beta bomb from getting to the vital point in the mountains where it can detonate. But I don't know about that. I mean, first of all, Ronda de la Cruz who it is increasingly clear is definitely the real superhero in the Super Bowl slash Ronda De La Cruz relationship. Let's be honest. Ronda is a former member of a bomb squad, so she's going to be just pumped about disabling a bomb to resolve the whole plot. I mean, she's from a bomb squad like that. The person, whoever's playing Ronda De La Cruz is going to be ready to find this beta bomb and disable it. And she's got the demolition skill, so she's going to have some ability to identify this thing when she finds it. And she's got lock picking. So when you combine that with the extreme gullibility and obliviousness of the crows are, she should be able to get around and, you know, find where this thing is. Similarly, if we can find a spot to hide even outside the camp, uh, Dr. Jaw has her astral projection apparatus. So she could come back in here in astral form and listen in on the plans, right? If this beta bomb really is secure, there's going to be somebody guarding it. And if it's vital to their plans, there's probably going to be somebody talking about it. There are only like 100 people here. So it seems like you wouldn't have to stake out the area too much to find the beta bomb that way. Maybe most importantly, though, this Crozar camp is going to remain accessible throughout the adventure pretty much. And we've got a member of this team, Glass Cannon. There's really only one weapon of the Crozars that can affect her, the like high-grade artillery level neural stunners. And the Crozar explicitly only have four of those. And they're stacked in this camp being guarded by, once again, Crozar guards who might as well be dead asleep for all the alertness they can muster with poor intuition. It shouldn't be too hard for us to capture a couple of Crozar, maybe even to corner the leader of the Crozar, who is around here and who we can find. I mean, it's coming in a later chapter, but again, there's like seven or eight buildings here. The leader of the Crozar is in one of them, and that leader does know where the beta bomb is. So if we could sneak up on that dude and threaten him, intimidate him, kidnap him, make him tell us the truth, we, we got a lot of options. It just seems like given the very small number of crows are, and the fact that their success in their future doesn't even hinge on the beta bomb. I mean, it's an idea that somebody in the organization had, like, we've got this one devastating bomb, maybe we should blow it up in the mountains, causing a chain reaction to kill everyone around us, to kind of, like, give ourselves lots of elbow room to do research. Like, it's not as though they're going to die without this beta bomb. I feel like under duress, 
under interrogation, sure they'll tell us where the beta bomb is, assuming we can't just find it ourselves. So the dumbest thing on this page is just that we've kind of been given the plot hook in the wrong location. If we found out about this beta bomb while we were like out in the field, close to the camps of Alexander and Napoleon and Genghis Khan, then maybe we'd go pursue getting them to team up rather than doing this huge trek to who knows where to find this bomb that we don't even know what it looks like. But given that we're like right here where the bomb is kept, the plot is now going to expect us to sneak back out of here, the place where the MacGuffin is, and walk our asses all the way across the desert to go convince some of history's three greatest generals to stop fighting each other and join us, the weirdo strangers, in fighting the rubber lizard people because, we claim, without evidence, the rubber lizard people have a bomb that they're going to blow up in the mountains, causing a geological chain reaction that will kill all three armies. Please believe us, we are trustworthy randos. You can tell by our garish clothing and heavy weaponry. Anyway, there's a possibility of getting captured here, but I don't see any reason that that would befall the misfits at this point. They got in, they're going to be able to get out, and because the author just straight up dictates here that any attempt to find the beta bomb will fail, which I understand the conclusion, but I wish I could see the author's work a little more on why it is impossible. We just have to accept that the misfits are going to have to go try to find these generals, uh, whose locations, by the way, are marked on the map that the characters found in the research shack. They're just going to have to go um, take their map and go out in the desert and find these generals. Not next chapter, mind you, but in chapter 11. So we'll see the misfits in a while. Join me next time as we rejoin the secret Zoomers to see what happens if you get captured by Crozar while you're snooping around their base on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>